Hello Crossroads, my name is Dan Agabidi. Um, you may know myself and my wife Sherry. Uh, we do volunteer work with youth ministry and today I'm very excited to be doing the message reflection. So for my message reflection, um, I'm gonna do something pretty simple. I'm just gonna answer the question uh, that Pastor Tom posed at the end of the message, which is what is God saying to you about change? Now for me, when I think about change, and I think, when well, a lot of people t think about change, but for, for me personally, when I think about change, my immediate reaction is to say, I don't like change, which is by and large true. I like things to stay the same. I like things to be kind of predictable. I like a certain flow and a certain rhythm. I like to be able to see things coming. <laughs> uh, and I thought about that for a while and Honestly, as I've, the more I've thought about it, the more I've realized that it's kind of nonsense, um, that I actually love change. And so by that, I mean, you know, I get a raise at work. Um, I was going in one day making X money. The next day I go in making X plus more money. That's change. Um, you know, recently we were blessed to replace Sherry's laughably old 98 Camry with 300,000 miles on it. That was change. Um, and as I was thinking about those situations, like I loved that change. I loved making money more work. I loved, you know, Sharon, I loved not having to pray that her car would make it to work each day. And so I thought to myself, you know, I've been thinking to myself, okay, so if it's not change per se that I don't like, then what is it? And I think for me, just the answer uh, that I've arrived at is that I don't like not being able to look into a specific situation and easily see a favorable outcome. Um, so something like a new car, you know, raise at work, like that's an easy assessment. Boom, more money, boom, new car. That's easy to assess. Um, but I don't like looking into the near future or the far future and not knowing what's gonna happen. And even if it's, you know, a situation I'm going into where I don't think it's gonna go well, I still want to know what happens, which again is even sillier because it's as if my worrying can actually do anything about this upcoming situation and it just can't. Um, so as I was thinking just sort of about change um, and specifically the change that Jesus is doing in me, uh, it's just really it's so beautiful to think that Jesus went to the cross and he died on our behalf so that I could be made more like him. Um, and it's just such an encouraging message. And while that is a change that's good, it's also going to come with some stuff that my mortal flesh is going to see as not good. There's going to be things about me that have to change that are uncomfortable. And I think even when I sort of look at the church as a whole and the church body as a whole, like, Jesus died to make the whole church body also start to resemble him and start to look more like him and to make earth start to look more like heaven. And that's also going to require some change. Um, and I think for me, when I think about the idea of being made more in the image of God and being made more in his likeness, the, the, the piece of literature that always jumps out to me is toward the end of Mere Christianity, um, when C.S. Lewis says the following, he's quoting George MacDonald. I couldn't find MacDonald's original passage, 
So George, get better SEO. I don't know what to tell you. Imagine yourself living as a house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you are not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were going to be made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. And boy, if that hasn't looked like my walk with Jesus so far. Um, yeah, there's the easy stuff. I get overly competitive. Uh, I tend to, you know, I'll curse when I'm angry, like all the blatantly obvious stuff. But then there's little idolatries that, you know, you start to pick up when you get married or you're exposed to change or you're exposed to certain situations and you start to, you know, work full time. And those are things that you wouldn't have thought to change. And that Jesus is saying, no, I want you to change that because I want to make you more like me. And I was thinking too about the church just as a whole. And, oh boy, uh, you know, the part about knocking down walls and just kicking in door frames. Like, yeah, there's going to be, there has been, you know, a lot of change at Crossroads. And I think every church in America, like, yeah, there's things, obvious things that they could change. Um, yeah, we could tweak this, we could tweak that. And then COVID just kind of come in as this force and just kicked in the doors on all of what we're doing. And now we're faced with a very uncertain time and a very uncertain future. And so it's scary. I'm a little nervous right now. I don't know how the future's gonna look. And that's not a position I particularly like being in, but it's so encouraging to know that Jesus is committed to making us more like him. He's committed to making me more like him and he's committed to making his church as a whole look more like him. And um, you know, what specific role Crossroads is gonna play in that? I have no idea. Um, but it's so reassuring to know that he's committed to changing us and he's committed to changing us in a way that makes him look more like him. And he's committed to changing us in a way that is going to make us more of a light to those around us. So I'm gonna end my reflection with a passage from 1 John chapter three. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. So thank you for uh, giving me the chance to come and do this and you know, praise God for his commitment to our change.